0: And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our guest today is America's breakthrough coach. His name is Brian Byro, and he's one of the nation's foremost speakers and teachers on a number of topics, including leadership, possibility thinking, driving on change, and team building. He's delivered more than 1,350 presentations around the world during the last 21 years. And listen to how a major client described Brian. He said, Brian Byro has the energy of a 10-year-old, the enthusiasm of a 20-year-old, and the wisdom of a 75-year-old. He's the former vice president of a major transportation corporation and the author of nine books, including the bestseller, Beyond Success. Brian was rated number one from more than 40 speakers at four consecutive Inc. Magazine international conferences. He has degrees from Stanford University and UCLA. He's appeared on Good Morning America, CNN's Business Unusual, and the Fox News Network. And he's been a featured speaker at the Disney Institute in Orlando and recently, Brian was named one of the top 100 most inspirational graduates of the UCLA Graduate School of Business in honor of their 75th anniversary. Quite an accomplished person. Welcome to the show, Brian.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be with you.
1: Absolutely. Now, as I mentioned in that intro, you've written nine books, you travel around the world speaking and teaching about all these different topics team building the leadership the life balance one of the ones that uh possibility thinking how cool is that what what is it in your background that prepared you to do this
0: well i i've had a i've had a heck of a great time i'll tell you that kelly i've had really three careers and each of them are, have been ultimately focused on the same thing which is about bringing out the best in people i when I was a young man and I graduated from college at Stanford, I ended up becoming a U.S. swimming coach, and I had the, the privilege and joy of building at that time the largest swimming team, private swimming team in the U.S. And coaching is really about bringing out what's inside of people, and it really prepared me, you know, as a professional speaker, because when their heads are in the water, they can't hear you very well anyways, um, so you have to develop a good mouth. Um But it was really about, you don't really coach swimming. You don't coach a sport. You coach people. And it's the same in business. It's about coaching people. Um, So that was a great preparation as far as the the leadership and coaching element. Second step, though, was I had no life. And so one of the key elements, I believe, in really building a lasting success in business and life is balance. And I'm probably the only guy you know, Kelly, who went to graduate school to get an MBA actually to get a life more than to even get a job. Wow. And uh, and I really did. I went to UCLA. Uh-huh. Had a tremendous time, um, and that really was the period of time that taught me about how important balance is—not just to peace of mind, which is huge, but actually to performance in the long run. And and then I, I my my third career. Actually, I had four careers. My third career was as a corporate executive. So I was right in the trenches, as many of the listeners are. Became a vice president of a large transportation company. And one of the things I did there really prepared me for the, for what is my my is, I'm sure, my last career because I love it so much. Uh, I started doing team building, breaking down silos in our organization um, because we just didn't team bit. We seemed to be separating off. And um, I loved that so much. At, at the peak of a, an in, enormous turnaround in that company, I told my wife, hey, honey, we're doing great. Let's quit. And she said, great. And so uh, from that point on, I... I've written my books, I've become a professional speaker, and absolutely love every single second I get to be out there.
1: Well, congratulations to you, because you're head and shoulders, not just in what you've accomplished, but the, to have that life balance and to be loving what you're doing puts you sets you apart from many, many people who are out there. But you were talking about what a big part of your life coaching was and how much you learned from that. From my understanding, one of your greatest mentors was the UCLA basketball coach, John Wooden. Now, what is it that you learned from him? What are some of the important principles that you have been able to live by, let's say, and help others live
0: by as a result of his mentorship? Well, um, for those who don't know, who are listening, John Wooden was the greatest college basketball coach in history. His his teams at UCLA won 10 national championships, and perspective – no other coach, men's coach in history, has won more than five. So he was he was absolutely the best there ever was at what he did. He he passed away three years ago, at, almost at the age of 100. He was 99 and a half. Wow. Um, but for those who are listening and don't, don't care about basketball, let me tell you what was better about John Wooden: better father, better husband, better person than he was a coach. And so one of the great things I learned from him right off the bat was that you could treat people people with dignity and respect as a leader. You didn't have to be throwing chairs, you didn't have to be screaming, you you could treat people with dignity and respect and create tremendous results. Um, so that just kind of big picture was a huge thing. But a couple of the, you know, he was a, he was a great kind of philosopher in a lot of ways. And some of the principles he taught um, to his players, to his family, to himself that he lived by really have affected everything that I do. Uh, at the foundation, it's a definition of success that was very unusual. Um, Here was the greatest coach in history. He never said the words winning or losing to his players. Really? Um, He never used the words. Now, did he want to win? Absolutely. But what he really focused on was something so crucial to great business leaders, great family leaders, great leaders, great teachers. He wanted people to control their controllables, which is their effort, their energy, and their attitude. And so uh, my book, Beyond Success, it's called Beyond Success because it's a definition that goes beyond the normal realm of what we think of success. And what it is, is success is peace of mind that comes from knowing you've given the best of which you're capable. In other words, if you have to look out to determine if you're successful, you don't really know. You must look at the things you control, your effort, your energy, your attitude, your focus. And when you focus on it on a daily basis, what that means is it changes the way you look at things. You don't look to compare to others. But instead, what you look at is, am I doing the best of which I'm capable today, which still allows you to work towards being even better tomorrow. But it forces you to look at, look at each and every day, each and every way that you prepare in a fresh light. So that was a huge one. Um, I'll give you one more. Sure. Because um, we could spend the whole call. Uh, I'm sure. Our...
1: Yeah, a great man.
0: Uh, one like of the, the ones credit? I love, it's, it's amazing what's accomplished, when no one cares who gets the credit. Uh, we, have, we are in a society where everybody's looking for credit. What, and credit is something you give. Responsibility right. is something you take. And when you turn that, when you understand the direction of that give and take, to give credit, take responsibility, you just create a whole new dynamic. One of my favorite quotes came from another coach, uh, Coach Paul Bear Bryant, and this is a marvelous one for every build, person building a business, every business leader. He said, I'm just an old country plow hand. But if I learned one thing, he said, if you want to get a team's heart to beat as one, when things go great, they did it. When things go pretty good, we did it. If things go bad, I did it. And mm-hmm. in, in other words, I'm going to start with me. I'm going to start by asking myself, how can I be better? What can I do different? How can I learn from what's happened and move forward? So um, just a tremendous amount I learned from Coach Wooden, he was – truly, truly the essence of, of humility, of kindness, of focus, and of results. Well,
1: and powerful lessons for all of us there. One of the things you mentioned was the controllables, and one of those controllables is energy. I'm very curious about that. You talk about it a lot in your books and your seminars and your c- CDs, and you talk about how we can discover how to elevate our energy. Uh, I've taken lots of different personality tests and Work uh, relationship tests over the course of my years, but one of the most fascinating tests that I ever took measured what drained your energy and what took away your energy. And what took away your energy wasn't necessarily something that you were bad at. It, you could have been very good at it. It just that it, it would take your energy away to do it. And so I'm I'm curious to hear how you say we can discover how to elevate our energy and why that is so critical to becoming. a a good business leader and really in all facets of your life?
0: Well, I I love that. I'm so glad you asked me that question because to everyone we touch, this is so huge, to your children for the rest of their lives, no matter what their ages are, to your employees, to your teammates, to your customers, to anyone you care about having a positive impact on your life, if you get this, you get a lot, your energy is your example. I'll say that again. To anyone you care about having an impact on, your energy is your example people will remember very little of what you say no matter how well you say it but they'll they'll get your energy right away and you know there there's been why is energy so important well first of all uh, when when you understand that to everyone you touch your energy is your example if you want to have a team that is focusing that is really right. developing great energy you first got to energize who yourself right um you know, the, the, Gallup, the Gallup Company does polls every year asking about the level of engagement, and I think engagement and energy are fairly synonymous of American employees. Um, and the average over the last three years, 24% are what are called fully engaged. So those on a 10-point energy scale are right up there close to 10. I call those people the oh, yeah, people. They're <laughs> the other ones you go to and you say, look, we've got a lot of challenges ahead. It's going to take real focus, really. Oh, yeah. Things are going to be great. Oh, yeah. So twenty four percent, only twenty four percent are fully engaged, fully energized. Where's that mean? <laughs> yeah, that means that seventy six percent are either only somewhat engaged, and I call those people the okay people. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay, or disengaged. And actually twenty seven percent is the number for disengaged, and those are the oh no people. Oh no, you know anything? You, well, things are going to get so much better. Oh no! <laughs> and so if you want to move, if you want to have a tremendously successful business in very simplistic but powerfully important terms, you want to turn those statistics upside down. You really need to get a level of energy in your organization higher, emotional, mental, physical, um, and and the way that you engage one another. Um, So how do you do it? How do you increase energy? Absolutely.
1: My next question, how do you do that?
0: Well, the first key is to create kind of a metric that allows you to evaluate what you're doing. And I love to talk about, I do this in all of, my, all of my seminars and all of my keynote presentations, I talk about the 10-point energy scale. And so on a 10-point energy scale, one is comatose, right? <laughs> Ten is a child on Christmas morning. Ten is the way you feel when you're doing that thing. You love to do more than anything else. Ten is the way you feel when you felt like you did the best you've ever done at something that was important to you. So here is a very huge question. I hope everyone listening will just stop for a second. And ask yourself honestly this question. When you think about that 10-point energy scale from 1 to 10, where are you living your life? And that is an awesome question. You're living at level 6, level 7, level 8. I don't know where you're living. You do. But the goal is to elevate that, that level, whatever it is, to a higher level. So how do you do it? Well, there's really three key ways. And they're very simple, but simple is power. One of the things I learned from Coach Wooden was he made things simple rather than complicated. The first and fastest way to affect your energy consistently and to change your energy instantly is to change the way you move. The way you your move. Your energy. The way that you move. Your energy is created by the way that you move. In other words, anytime you've been at your best, you've moved your body distinctly differently than when you've not been your best. Your body position, your facial position, your facial expression, your eye position, your breathing. Now, I said that to some people before, and are well, Brian, if I had more energy, I'd move more.
1: <laughs> ah, Good point. Move
0: more and you'll have more energy. Sure. And that means a conscious change in the way. So, for example, if you're leading an important meeting, you want to be standing up tall. You want to have your eyes open. You want to be not sitting down kind of slumped over. You can feel the difference instantly. Kelly, I'll, I'll just do it with you right now. And others are listening. You can do this. All I want you to do right now is kind of feel where your energy is on that 10-point scale. You know, you don't even have to tell me. Just know where you are. Okay. All right, now, sit up a little bit taller or stand up. It, open your eyes a little brighter. Lift your head up a little bit and put a silly grin on your face.
1: You know what's so funny, Brian, is that as soon as you started talking about it, before you asked me to demonstrate it here, I was already starting to do that. I, just just your voice and your energy and your words were already uh, attracting me in some way to to rise to that next level and it, it's very contagious in that
0: regard it absolutely is so as a business leader out there listening to this understand that your energy is doing the same thing to your employees whether you like it or not it simply is and so if they don't feel that your energy is activated it's going to be much more difficult to lead them to a higher level of energy and energy is related to important business concepts today things like speed things like quick quick turns Things like adapting to change. The secret to being a change survivor rather than a change eater survivor is really having a higher level of energy because when you have energy, you notice that adversity doesn't seem quite so adverse. True. You know, within, within, every, within every adversity is planted see the seed of equivalent or greater benefit. So the first step, and we can spend lots of time, but I just want to give people the basics here. The first step to elevating your energy is to make a conscious decision for the next 30 days to consciously change the way you move. That important. Moments. In other words, get up and move with a little bit move with a little bit more bounce in your step. Uh, don't say, stay sitting in your in your office all the time. Get out among your team. That right away is sending a different energy measure uh, kind of message. All right. So one is change the way you move.
1: Second and the change.
0: most the second and most important way to elevate your energy consistently is to be more focused on your purpose. Ah. Have, have you ever noticed that when you're full of purpose, energy's no problem? When you're when you're doing the thing you love to do, energy's no problem. When you have crossed the line on a day where you say, "I'm not putting this off anymore. I'm doing it no matter what," energy's no problem. But right. as soon as you lose sight of your purpose, right, your energy begins to drain. And so, how do you do that? Well, I'll give you a real simple simple way, and that is every morning before you wake up, not maybe not before you wake up, every morning when you wake up, <laughs> and every morning and every evening before you go to sleep. Ask this one purposeful question. Ask yourself, what am I truly grateful about in my life? What am I truly grateful about in my life? What what you're grateful about will focus you on your priorities. Your priorities are the pathway to your purpose. So I'll give you a really simple example of how, how just focusing on purpose a little bit more changes you. Um whenever I speak I, I, I travel with when I travel I bring this big color photo of my wife and my two daughters. They are my purpose. And the last thing I do before I speak is I go to that photo and I spend a second with each one of my three my three ladies. And I I make a connection to them in my heart and in my mind. I, I'm a corny guy but I don't care. It works.
1: It I, works. Yeah. And
0: as soon as I do that, I'm transformed because I, one of the the basic line of it is I look at them and I say, if I don't give my best for the people in this room today, then I'm not giving my best to these three. And I will not do that. It changes me no matter what. Suddenly I cannot be tired. Suddenly I cannot be worried about anything except focusing on giving the best of which I'm capable. The challenge is that many people don't look at their purpose on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So, Focus on what you're grateful about. Focus on your purpose before you start everything. When you're purposeful, energy's no problem.
1: Right. Well, and sometimes too, uh, when you're not purposeful, when you're we, when you're approaching um, instead of getting up in the morning and, and approaching your day with purpose, you feel, uh, you're filled with dread about the day because of the things that you have to do, and you you actually you keep postponing and putting some of those things off. You're not storing up any energy because you're not tackling those things with purpose you're actually draining energy worrying about them and you know you would actually gain energy by getting them done is one of the things that i have found
0: absolutely and 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 you start a downward cycle which all you have to do reverse it is do inch by inch anything's a cinch start doing those things one more you know one at a time to start with and you start to create upward momentum but really if you think about i kelly i'm sure this is the truth for truth for you If you think about anybody you truly admired in your life, whether they were a public person, whether it was a teacher in your own life, your own parents, a boss that you worked with, uh, a person from history, if you want to look at anybody you admire, I can tell you one thing about them, though I have no idea who you're thinking about, and that is that they were higher on that 10-point energy scale more consistently than the other people around them. And by changing that energy level, you change your life.
1: Yeah, they're they're infectious. Their enthusiasm is contagious, absolutely. So, what is the third? What is the third tip for increasing that energy level?
0: Well, the third tip is really related to uh, the the purpose one, and that is to ask better questions. Um, and this is a this is a great way to help other people move up in their energy level. Ask what I call enabling questions. Um, I I create, created the terminology enabling and disabling questions. Enabling questions enable the person you ask to look for possibility, to look when they've been their best. For example, if you're wanting to build a team in your organization, you could have, each have the team get together and in a meeting for, you know, five or ten minutes ask each other questions like, what was the best team you've ever been a part of? What made it such a great team? How did you feel to be on that team? What did you contribute to that team? Those questions really get you in focus of when you've been at your best, been on a team that's been your best. And what happens is when you ask better questions. In other words, if you're starting, if somebody hits you with something and you, you feel like you're beginning to take it personally, like you feel like it's an attack on your, on you. Mm-hmm. If you ask the questions, a simple question: What else could this mean? Just sure. What else could this mean? Instantly, you transform your energy from defensive <laughs> crush to you know maybe they're having a hard time or maybe. Maybe they just didn't understand, or or maybe it has nothing at all to do with me. It's something that's going on with them. I, and it switch it kind of transforms your energy and your connection. So um, I, I talk a lot about uh, questions in, in my books, and I talk about it in, in programs. But by asking yourself better questions, how can I, what would happen if, are enabling questions as opposed to disabling questions, which is like, why are you so X? Right.
1: Well, and the other thing that that kind of shift does it puts you in control because it takes you from being oh they're picking on me or they're and you feel like a victim to okay let's turn this around and when you turn it around and you start asking the question just puts you in control of the situation again and your energy level has to rise i mean it just makes so much sense uh and i but so often we don't even think about that i want to ask you i and we're running out of time here but i want to be sure to talk to you about one of the things that you do in in many of your seminars obviously you're the breakthrough coach and you get people to get to you know personal breakthrough experiences uh, professional breakthrough experiences, and you, you invite these participants to break one-inch thick wooden boards. And I, I, I keep looking at my desk here. It's probably two inches thick. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I couldn't, nah, even if I cut that in half, how, how am I going to do that without breaking my hand? Uh, what, what are you? What's the purpose of that, and how can normal people like me do that?
0: Well, I, I love this. I've done this over 1,300 times, probably with close to half a million people around the world, and I can't wait to, uh, next week when I get out on the road again. It's that, it's that much fun. The, the breakthrough experience is a real-life experience of what every media – when I come in to speak at an event, they're asking me to come in, and why they're holding the event is to create a breakthrough. They want everyone who attends that event to leave with a better attitude, leave with better focus, leave, leave with, with, a, with a, 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 an absolute determination to do things better than they've ever done it before. What that means is breakthroughs are always breaking through uncertainty because until you've actually done it, you don't know if you can. True. And that's exactly the same thing with the board breaking. Now, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor of breaking through. Um, and it happens to be extraordinarily accurate. The way you break through to become a better leader is how you break the board. The way you lose weight is how you break the board. The way that, uh, the way that you learn to overcome the fear of speaking in public is how you break the board. And the board represents a limit... Limit fear, optical habit, or doubt But today is the day you're ready to say, never again am I going to let that hurt my children. Never again am I going to let that take away my faith and confidence in myself. Never again am I going to let that make me become defensive and and stop being constructive. So each person writes on the board something they want to break through. And I've had families come back together from this experience. I've had people lose as much as 150 pounds. I've had people um, forgive someone that was creating so much pain in their own heart because they held they held on to this anger or this frustration or, this you know, this kind of of, of really negative feeling. Um, and I've had people skyrocket their careers. I've had people jump in and take actions in their lives. So the board, they write on the board, what do I want to break through? Procrastination, fear of failure, Not enough time, stress, anxiety. On the other side of the board, it's the possibility side. On the other side of the board, they get to write down, what's waiting for me when I've broken through? Because what you focus on is what you create. You want to focus on what's on the other side. Joy, energy, peace of mind, truth to my own word. So every person writes on the board something they want to break through. And then on the other side, what's waiting for them, what they're going to do, feel, create, be, have in their life because they broke through. They also write on the other side of the board, Who would you break through your biggest fear if you knew it would help them? It's a dedication. In other words, we never break through alone. Whenever we become more energized, whenever we become more understanding, whenever we improve our health, it doesn't stop with us. It starts with us. So the individual part of the breakthrough experience relates to that meaning. The team part is equally as exciting. Um, I've done this with as many as 4,000 people at an event. And we would have 400 circles of 10 people um, all going at the same time uh, with one holder in the circle of ten and people are clapping and cheering. When you're breaking your board, Kelly, everybody's going, Kelly, Kelly, the plate is shaking, the energy's flying. And what's phenomenal is, number one, many people have never really been cheered for in their lives. True. And number two, we've forgotten how to fully unconditionally support one another sometimes. And people who are – I've done many of these for engineering organizations. So these are rocket scientists. And they're, they become little kids again. They cheer for each other because we want each other to break through. And then it amplifies in the context of a business because suppose we had a 100 people in an event. Well, we'd start with 10 circles of 10 people each. But as each of those small circles finishes, they come to my circle. So at the very end, we're not, you know, one department or one division or one region and another and another. We're one team all cheering for the last people to break the board. To kind of create that metaphor of, you know, guess what? In operations, sales is your teammate. Sales, guess what? Operations is your teammate. And guess what? The home office administration, they're your teammates too. We cannot be successful with win-lose. It has to be win-win-win.
1: Wow, very powerful. Now, I, I still have a lingering question, though. I get, you know, the it, that we have to take action on our own. That it, you know, it's it's breaking through by you know losing weight, by becoming a better leader, whatever it is. So, do you physically break the
0: boards too, though? Oh yes, really, oh, yes, absolutely. And the beautiful thing about the board breaking, the actual experience of the breaking board board is that it's not about your strength, it's not about your coordination, it's about your focus. Um, and, and if you focus properly, you will break through. Guess what? If you focus properly as a leader, you will break you through. Absolutely. If you focus on your focus on your energy, right, And your and your engagement. You're going to elevate those areas. So it's a beautiful metaphor, and it re- represents. I, I I teach what I call breakthrough leadership, and it's got five parts. One is shape the future. That's about vision. Two is energize and engage the team. We focused and talked about that. Three is to build relationships and build people. Right. And four is to deliver results. Well, this is a result. This is a break the result. But what I love about it is people who walked in the room at the beginning of my presentation had no idea that they could break that board. And by the end of the session, they've broken a board.
1: Well, and, and I so, bet you get your share of people who are a bit skeptical about all of this and thinking, ah, you know, another. I, 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 I bet you get a lot of skeptics. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And you well, have- you
0: know, you know, I guess I'm I, my my energy and my focus on it is so great uh, and so enthusiastic that you know that uh, they they just come aboard. Uh, the people right. love it. It's so much fun,
1: yeah. and it's
0: uh, it, it really they kind of get into it for the purpose of understanding that when you stand in front of that board, even if you're a skeptic walking in, mm-hmm. in that instant you have to face up to I don't know if I can do this. What right. if I can? Right. And that's the same thing you ask as you're building your business. We've got this far. I don't know if we can go to the next level. It's not the thing. It's the uncertainty of the thing, and that's what you're actually breaking through. In this case, you actually break the board.
1: Amazing. Well, I have so enjoyed talking with you this morning, and with uh, I'm sure that my, my listeners have learned a lot, but there's so much more that I know you have to share. If someone is interested in finding out more about you, Brian, Maybe purchasing your book, visiting your website. How would they do that?
0: The very simplest way is just go right to my website, and it's just www.brianbiro.com. Um, so, and my name is B R I A N B I R O, and uh, it's got all kinds. Of, there's lots, lots, of really neat stories that are, that are called free stuff or something on my site. Mm-hmm. So, even if you don't choose to purchase anything, you read some of those. There's there's some great, great uh, information there that can help you with being more present with your family, with building a uh, greater connection with your employees, with breakthrough leadership.
1: Well, I really appreciate your time today, Brian. We need a lot more people like you, and you're obviously out there uh, teaching how to do this, that focus, that energy. And two of the things that really struck me was, you know during the, the board-breaking sessions or the board-breaking periods is that some people have never been clapped for and that so often or so so. Uh, un it's not a word, but uh, we don't get together as a team and cheer others on. And so those are, those are two really critical pieces, and I'm glad to see that there's somebody like you out there reminding us of the need for that. So thank you very
0: much. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, you hit it on the head because what we're really saying, our job as leaders comes down to this. Our job is to help the people we lead and serve to know that they're important.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and, and, and that's really what the cheering for each other is. When, we, when people feel important, they rise to who they can be.
1: com. You can go out and visit his website, find out more about what he does, more about his philosophies, his book. And if you perhaps want to bring him into your company as a speaker, I'm sure that information is out there as well. So thank you very much today, Brian.
0: Thank you, Kelly. It was a pleasure.